Welcome, everyone. I'm Sandra Bargeman. A few years ago, I wrote and performed a solo show called The Edge of Every Day, which was an exploration of the rough edges and contradictions we all face and grapple with. The show hit a nerve, and the relevance of the topic would only grow over time more than I could have foreseen. So, here we are. Real talk with real people, sharing stories and perspectives that spark provocative invitations to leap out of what's safe. On the edge of every day. Thanks for listening. Hello, everyone. We are live in the hive. Thank you for joining me on this, the 47th episode of The Edge of Every Day here on talkradio.nyc. For those of you who have become loyal listeners, thank you so very much for spending time with me and my guests. Our numbers keep growing, and I have you to thank. I could not have done it without you. Please continue to share this podcast with friends and family, and take a moment to subscribe to my YouTube channel, Sandra Bargeman, On the Edge of Every Day. And if you're tuning in for the first time, welcome. Tonight, we continue to do things a bit differently. In the first season of my podcast, I usually highlighted just my guests completely. But tonight, my awesome guest and I are going to co-interview. So please make sure to ask questions in the chat, and we will do our best to answer them. And of course... I urge you to check out my past episodes with my inspiring guests. You can find them on talkradio.nyc, on your favorite podcast platforms, and again, on my YouTube channel, Sandra Bargeman, On the Edge of Every Day. This show is about pushing boundaries and exploring rough edges. Through conversations and shared stories with friends and colleagues, it's my hope that we can begin to understand our edges. And what I mean by edges is those places where we are fearful, those places where we are resistant to change, those places where paradoxes and contradictions live in our beliefs and in our understandings, both about ourselves and about the world around us. Listen... (sighs) We live in edgy, tumultuous times, and people are complex. The more we recognize our own edges and get real about them, the more we can help others to do the same. And that, I fully believe, can help to change the world. So thanks again for tuning in. And without further ado, it is time to introduce our guest this week. Jennifer Kaufman, making her second guest appearance on the edge of every day, her first being episode 12, is a best-selling author, award-winning results coach, inspirational speaker, executive producer of Emmy award-winning films, and trauma survivor of the 2013 Boston Marathon bombings. Jennifer is the owner and chief results officer for the Results Group, LLC. She has over 24 years of business experience, ranging from family-owned and operated businesses to working for Fortune 100 companies. In 2017, Jennifer received the Quilly Award for her contributions to Jack Canfield's best-selling book, Mastering the Art of Success. 
She was inducted into the National Academy of Experts, Writers, and Speakers in 2016. In 2018, Jennifer launched her book, Shattered, in which she shares her personal story and journey of healing naturally from the 2013 Boston Marathon bombings, for which she received a Five Firebrand Award. Jennifer also received a, fire, a Five Firebird Award for her book, Be Courageous, a collection of inspiring real-life stories designed to teach young people how to face adversity. She is the producer of the Telly Award-winning and Emmy-nominated Broadway show, Dream Big, Rudy Rudiger Live, and the executive producer of four-time Emmy Award-winning film, A New Leash on Life, The Canines for Warriors Story. In 2021, having founded Rise and Thrive Productions, she produced and directed the transformational film, There's Got to Be More to Life, a documentary that tells the story of her traumatic experience as a survivor of the Boston Marathon bombings, but more importantly, the journey of healing she has taken to ultimately rise and thrive and to inspire others to do the same. Whoo! Welcome, Jennifer Kaufman. Who is this person? I want to meet her. Hi, <laughs> right? I love me a good juicy, juicy CV, and you have one. Oh, what you, a pleasure. You know, what a it pleasure. is such a, yeah, it's a pleasure to be with you tonight. And oh. um, thank you. And what you don't know, and what I didn't know, is that this is episode number 47. 47 uh, is my favorite number. It's a number it's been a favorite of mine for a long time. But, you know, I want to just say to your listeners, you know, um, the, you know, my, my bio also came with a lot of hardship and a lot of adversity. Mm -hmm. And, you know, every time that I was faced with either a near death experience, or some sort of traumatic, you know, and I, I questioned life. And then something inside of me just rose up from that experience and I became stronger. I became more resilient. I became more grateful. And as a result, new opportunities show up for me to go down this path that I, I couldn't have imagined in my wildest dreams. Oh, I love that. And uh, thank you so much. And that is just the perfect lens through which to frame our conversation and everyone listening in. Uh, you know, we love to brag because I think we need to brag. Mm -hmm. I think, particularly women, I think women struggle with this whole I need to be humble and I, you know, I shouldn't be, I shouldn't lay it all out there. But in fact, we really should share our light in the most genuinely humble but very excited way. And and I love, 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 love doing that for my guests and my friends, of which you are both. But that's a perfect segue into how you are my friend. I always like to uh, talk about how I know my guests. And, uh, and I met Jennifer thanks to doing this podcast. I had heard all about you from our, our fearless leader here at TalkRadio.NYC, Sam Leibowitz, who um, sent me your information and I was able to watch your incredible, 
incredible movie. And and you can hear all about our conversation, all about that on in our conversation, episode 12. Go to my YouTube channel, uh, Sandra Bargeman on the Edge of Every Day. And we really dive into that in a bigger way. But tonight, you know, we want to want to focus in on some other things because we're co-interviewing and we're both podcasters and just wanting to be with the time that we're in right now, which is the season of Thanksgiving and the, the season of gratitude. But before we get into that, I have one question for you, which I'm loving. I'm not telling any of my guests about it. And it's my new favorite question. Um, and I think it's a really interesting question because it can go in so many directions. There's a lot of tendrils to this question. So I'm, I'm just going to dive in. I'm not going to give you anything more. Um, what identity do you lead with? It depends. It totally Love that. Depends. Love that. Elaborate, yeah. por favor. Yeah, you know, you know, there are times to lead with, um, you know, the identity of strength and resilience and, you know, one of kind of like this fearless warrior, you know, there are times when that's called for, but there are other times when it's called, when I'm being called to be more compassionate and kind and softer, right? So it really depends on the situation. So what I what I realize now is I am evolving into my best self still, you know, at the ripe age of 51. And being well, I hope that present. will never end. Yes, it will never end. Of course. But being more present in the now moment with people, then I can just cultivate, you know, a way of being or an identity that's going to be most serving in that moment. Sometimes my identity is very disruptive. Yeah, absolutely. I, I so hear you. And you and I are are, are cut from the same cloth. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's an interesting question also because, you know, identity is being so redirected with the fluidity of gender and, you know, just so many different ways of even contemplating what identity is. But I, I have come to the conclusion that I, like you, have a big warrior side and I, like you, have a very loving, soft, compassionate side. So I put that forward as edge walker. You know, the, 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 the balancing of the seeming opposites, the dance of the polarity. And uh, yeah, and I definitely see that in you. You well, are and an I edge would walker. Say, I would I would say, though, my edge these days is to um, be more in my feminine, loving, compassionate way when I'm dealing with a difficult situation. My, you know, my background is such that I tend to pull out the warrior when really more of a, a goddess approach or like Wonder Woman approach would be more serving, actually. Um, so I still am learning my edge there. Um, to be able to stay in balance with myself. Yeah. Well, and you, you know, so much of your work in, a, in business and patriarchal environments, of course, it was necessary for you to pull out that warrior. And, and as you've shifted and grown, you know, as we all do, these different things, different archetypes come to the fore that we explore. Um. But yeah, it's so, it's, 
this dance of polarities is a real interesting thing for me right now. And it really describes Thanksgiving, the holiday of Thanksgiving for me. And, you know, this, this, this idea of, you know, it's this, on the one hand, it's my nostalgia for family. And I was married over uh, my wedding anniversary. It's over Thanksgiving. Mm. And then the, the, the mortification for the mourning of the first peoples. So. So I have a question for you before we get into the meat of our conversation about gratitude. Mm. You know, what is it that you, you know, how do you answer that question for yourself about identity? Well, as, as I said, the edge walker, you know, I, I, my sassy answer is the warrior and the comedian. Um, and you know, cause, but I feel as though I can use the comedic mask as a, there as a mask, as a way to hide, um, or, or to soften something. And, you know, I know I can walk through the world very intensely and be a bit of a, uh, people can be a bit intimidated and I can have big energy. And so I think as a young person, I use that and my shyness. So, but yeah, I think it's really, uh, I've landed into that spiritual leader slash edge walker, the person that's really willing to sit in the veil space, you know, mm-hmm. this very human, very realistic uh, about life here on you know, the light and the dark of, of life here mm-hmm. and, and the exploration of all that's mystical and the oneness of all of that. That's really is what I lead with, you know, and that's the edge of every day. And um, so as I'm liking to do in this new iteration of the podcast and weaving some ritual into it, I have a, on behalf of Thanksgiving, I have a beautiful poem that I would like to end this first section with, and we've got a beautiful candle that Jennifer and I have lit prior to the start of our conversation. So this poem is uh, adapted from a poem by Hilla Ratzabi called This Land Belongs to No One. This land belongs to no one but Mother Earth. She was here before us and will endure after we are gone. Let us walk gently upon this precious earth, taking only what we need, leaving little waste, nurturing the soul, revitalizing the land to sustain future generations. This land we dwell upon today is the ancestral land of the Lenape people. We acknowledge their historical roots in this place, The many generations who were stewards of this land, we hear the echoes of their prayers to the great Mother Earth and seek to learn from their wisdom. We acknowledge the pain, the history of pain, disease, and bloodshed the Native peoples endured when they were colonized. Though we can't reverse the course of history, we will not ignore it. Let us look history in the eye and accept its painful truth. Let us honor the memory of those who died on this land, whose sovereignty 
was lost. Let us honor the Native people who to this day keep their sacred traditions and culture alive to seek to reclaim, reassert, and revive their sovereignty. We commit to sustaining this earth so it will continue to sustain us, our children, and grandchildren. We commit to give more and to take less from this fragile earth. Mm. And so it is. Amen. Amen. And we will now take a break as we honor Thanksgiving. When we come back, we will dive into storytelling. What is what is gratitude with my guest, Jennifer Kaufman, on the edge of every day when we come back. Stay tuned. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy. And I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Are you on edge? Hey, we live in challenging, edgy times, so let's lean in. I'm Sandra Bargeman, the host of The Edge of Every Day, which airs each Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Tune in live with me and my friends and colleagues as we share stories and perspectives about pushing boundaries and exploring our rough edges. That's The Edge of Every Day on Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. are back with the glorious Jennifer Kaufman. But before we dive in, I do want to give a plug, a shout out for this incredible candle. It's by company Rebels and Outlaws. Don't you love that? Absolutely. I think that's us. Sacred ceremonial candles. Now the candle itself says, oh, I can't see it in this light. Uh-oh. Now that it's lit, I can't read it. It's something, uh, it said something about speak your truth, share your voice. And it, and it has crystals in it and, and oils and it's fabulous. So outlaws and rebels and outlaws go hit their website. Okay. My dear, 
So let's dive in. What is gratitude? I know it can mean a lot of different things to a lot of different people, and it depends if it's sort of short term or in a smaller way. It can mean happiness around a, a gift or a, or a you know something beautifully done for someone. But in a bigger way, it's about it's an attitude. It's a way of moving through the world. What how, what's your definition of gratitude? So gratitude actually is a frequency too, right? So gratitude has its own vibration to it. So gratitude for me means um, a whole host of things. One is gratitude shows appreciation either for something in the now moment or something from a past experience or something that you want to invite in into the future that hasn't manifested yet. So gratitude can play very different roles and but it is very much vibrational based it's also very much mm-hmm. attitude based so so now you know here's the thing Sandra right so I actually have received a gratitude award believe it or not um, <laughs> of course you have um I have but here's the thing right so here's the edge how can you be grateful mm-hmm. when bad things happen mm-hmm. how can you be grateful when you know you were how just can you even connect to it yeah. How do you, how do you connect to it? And it's a very valid question. And I struggled with this. So here I am. I literally won an award for gratitude and then post bombings. I, I couldn't access it. I couldn't, I couldn't access what is there to be grateful for. I didn't wish this experience on myself nor anyone else. I couldn't access that. And I had been literally studying and practicing gratitude for many, many years. I will plug Oprah here because Oprah and my mom, actually two people that have inspired me to be grateful, even most importantly, to be grateful during challenging times. Now that can be really difficult. You know, we live in a very, um, you know, we live in a world right now that's going through so much adversity on every level, health, economics, um, climate, you name it, every area of our world is dealing with adversity right now. So how can you be grateful? Yeah. How do you even plug into it? And and there's so much uh, enjoyment of kind of poo-pooing gratitude as and and the snark of politics that, you know, uh, let's just be cruel and snarky and, and eschew anything like forgiveness or kindness or gratitude right now so i think there's there's such a a wave of that and which is so makes it difficult to reconnect to the gratitude so how did you how did you start to connect to it it wasn't easy it wasn't easy In in the beginning i would literally ask myself what am i grateful for in this moment you know and nothing came nothing all that came up was the hardship and the struggle and the suffering and the pain that i was dealing with and i'm like i wasn't in the space to be grateful for that i wasn't in the space to accept it and this is another distinguishing point accepting what is we don't have to like it but the more that we embrace it and accept it the quicker we can transcend it and i resisted it and resisted it. And guess what? It made my struggle, my suffering, my rising longer. 
It's why now I started my own show. It's why I started a movement called the Rise and Thrive Movement, because I want to actually lead people to understand that it doesn't have to be as difficult as I made it. Right. Well, that 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 really brings up, you know, my my opinion of and what brings it into the higher vibration is the choice. It is mm-hmm. the constant willingness. What is the connection between gratitude and choice and the constant choosing of that rather than the lower vibrational resentment or any of the above? Um, you know, that would be my definition of of gratitude is that it's a choice to always connect to the magnificence of the gift of life. I mean, that's really the overarching. Yeah, I can be gratitude for a uh, give gratitude for something that's been given to me or a promotion or a job or this or that or uh, a lovely bracelet. Um, and that's all glorious. But an, uh, but a way of being in the world when there's really trauma happening and the stress of the times that we're in or the bombings that you went through that that is that's really a choice that's really connecting to the 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 vibration each and and every moment of the choice of gratitude i'd like to go deeper on choice because it's a very please yes very profound um you know notion because here's here's the thing listen the vast majority of people in the world will never live through, you know, a terrorist attack and thank God for that. Um, so, but let's talk about like what people are experiencing right now. Right. So let's talk about people experiencing financial hardship. Some people are experiencing health issues. Some people are experiencing, you know, insecurity around their job and the future of their job or their business for that matter. Right. We are facing, you know, increased, you know, um, inflation, you know, everything, everything is literally coming at us, so to speak. And the choice to actually look at it from the lens of what if this were happening for me and for my highest good, rather than the perspective of, you know, why is life so difficult and why is life happening to me? And listen, we live in a world of polarity. We live in a world of contrast and expansion. Without contrast, we can't evolve. Now, I would say we're going through a lot of, you know, constriction right now. Like we're being squeezed. Yeah. Absolutely. So when we come together, because here's the thing, I can tell you this. I've been experiencing um, edginess lately. Um, some anxiety lately. I've even uh, most recently had, I woke up in the middle of the night, night with a mild panic attack. Now, these are things I had in my younger years and I battled with and struggled with. And I have been anxiety and panic, you know, panic, you know, free for a number of years. So of course my mind goes to, oh, something's wrong. Hmm. And, and I liken it to, I have to pause and say, well, hold on a second. What is this? What's the gift in this? What, is, what can I be grateful for that my body is making me aware of something? And I liken it to like a dashboard of a car. Yeah. Like, there's an alerts happening that we're being asked to pay attention to. 
Absolutely. Well, I'm, but not everybody wants to hear that what this is life, this challenge is happening for my highest good. That's, you know, I agree with that fully because that's how I live too. But I think that there might be some steps prior to that before people can fully jump into the, yes, as a matter of fact, this incredible, incredible challenge is happening for my highest good. But how taking a step down, how do we connect to the gratitude? For instance, I'm what I'm thinking about is death. You know, my own personal instance with um, a huge death was my mother's death. Um, and this is how I counsel people. You know, you don't have to be completely and utterly always focused on the grief. You can also be focused on the gratitude for the relationship, mm -hmm. the gratitude for the love that's shared. So, so the step in the step in finding the silver lining, that's sort of the edge that where I want to dive in. How are where did you find your, your way in there um, before you became more, I would say fluid with seeing, knowing that the challenge is also for your highest good. Well, here's the thing. And I agree with you. I just didn't get there. Um, it was what I was faced with so much pain and so much trauma from my experience that I realized that the more I stayed in that, I literally got worse. It literally, so out of sheer selfishness, <laughs> I hear and that. out of Ooh. sheer, like, I want to get out of this hellhole in prison that I find myself in. Yeah. And out of desperation. Yeah. Is how I was like, what if this is my access? What if, because I couldn't, I couldn't take on that bold statement. I had to ease into it. What if actually my meditation teacher said this to me, one of them, what if this were all happening for you? in your highest good. And it was a gift. I remember being so angry, Yeah, but she planted a seed. So then I started playing with it. Well, what if, well, what, what good could come from this situation over time? My awareness shifted mm -hmm. out of the pain cycle, out of the trauma and, and, and drama cycle. And I started to become aware of innocent, uh, um, of complete strangers sending cards of love and prayers, hmm. creating gifts. So we, you know, so here was this community that came together of complete strangers saying prayers for, for the well-being of all of us impacted. What if we were to do that for each other despite a horrific event? Yeah. Well, we humans do, do like our two by fours to wake us up. Um, our, to the, some of us like Mack trucks. Yeah. Yeah. We do. We do need that to wake ourselves up into some of the, the, the better aspects of our lives, but we're going to have to take a break before we do. I have this beautiful quote that I love so much by Gilbert Chesterson. I would maintain that thanks are the highest form of thought, highest vibration, and that gratitude is happiness doubled by wonder. 
Mm, is that a great juicy. one? I love that. Well, we're going to continue this conversation. What is gratitude? How we can build it? How we can cultivate it? Then we're going to dive into podcasting and how we got both got into podcasting when we come back with the glorious Jennifer Kaufman on the edge of every day. Stay tuned. Are you passionate about the conversation around racism? Hi, I'm Reverend Dr. TLC, host of the Dismantle Racism Show, which airs every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Join me and my amazing guests as we discuss ways to uncover, dismantle, and eradicate racism. That's Thursdays at 11 o'clock a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a small business trying to navigate the COVID-19 related employment laws? Hello, I'm Eric Sauver, employment law business law attorney and host of the new radio show, Employment Law Today. On my show, we'll have guests to discuss the common employment law challenges business owners are facing during these trying times. Tune in on Tuesday evenings from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern time on talkradio.nyc. Hey everybody, it's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy and Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. On the edge of every day, kick my brain to the ground. Well, there's a seg into the brain, the brain science, the neuroscience of gratitude. And, you know, I, I'm going to try to screen share a wonderful photo um, of, can we, do we see that? No, it didn't come up. Here we go. Come, come back. Oh, it's lo- I lost it. Whoop, oh. whoop, oh, 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 oh. Screen sharing is paused. Oh, I understand. I understand. I didn't let our fearless tech guru Dylan know that I wanted to screen share. It's okay. We don't need to see the the, the photo. Um, I'm going to dive in with just some information on. Um, on what happens to the brain, and Jen, feel free to dive in on this with me. Um, the areas of, uh, areas of the brain showing increased activity in the brain were the anterior cingulate cortex and medial prefrontal cortex. These are associated with moral and social cognition, reward, empathy, and value judgment. Gratitude also activates the hypothalamus as well with downstream effects on metabolism, stress, and various behaviors. 
the hypothalamus is located at the base of the brain and regulates hormones responsible for many critical functions such as body temperature, emotional responses, and survival functions. One of the neurochemicals associated with the parts of the brain affected by gratitude is dopamine. And what is dopamine? The pleasure hormone. Okay, you should be able to. I have you. Okay, let me bring this up and then Jennifer, you can dive in with any other information. Screen. Well, here's here's the thing in my own experience. Um, so at the times where I've been consistent with gratitude, and let's be clear, I've not been consistent with gratitude, uh, my gratitude practice over the years. Um, it's interesting when I go through this, what I've noticed in my pattern is when things are going really well, I kind of get a little lax about my consistency and gratitude. And then, you know, and then when the shit hits the fan, you know, I'm like, oops, you know, I got to get back to the gratitude. But here's here's what I'd like in it to say. Right. It's kind of like exercise. It okay, it, it's like the the more consistent we are with it, the easier it is. And then what happens is that that neuroplasticity in our brain easily can get back into that frequency and the wavelength. And we it literally um, calms down our body. So here's mm -hmm. the thing words have vibration. So our inner thoughts have vibration. We don't even have to speak them out loud. But if you've got an inner critic that is judging you, criticizing you and putting you down, you absolutely, it would behoove you to start a gratitude practice. And it can be super simple. Three things that you're grateful for about yourself, yes. right? Because if you want to actually tame the inner critic it's not about hey i'm grateful that sandra has me on her show tonight and you know although i am grateful by the way but it's like things like you know what i'm grateful that i have the courage to face my demons yeah i'm indeed. grateful that i have the courage to actually face my criticism and embrace it with love Myself, like a child. And, and, and grow my self-compassion what are some other ways that people disconnect from their gratitude that allow themselves to be disconnected? The inner critic is a huge one. So I think, I think also life experiences, right? It's like, Absolutely. you know, if there's hardship and struggle happening, you know, um, you know, interesting, just before getting on the show, I was made aware of um, a car crash, went into an Apple store in a big prominent um, shop, you know, shop about a half hour from where I live and one person died and 17 people are fighting for their life. Oh, right. You know, like, you know, in here, people just went off to go shopping and do in Colorado, the, the shootings. Yeah. Anyway, right? Go ahead. So I just want to say this, you know, and I want to, I want to impress upon something. You spoke about your mom. My dad and I were estranged for nearly 10 years. We got reconnected after 9-11 happened. And two and a half months later, three days after Christmas, he died um, in a tragic boating accident. And he was 50 years old. Here's the thing. We, although we had started the process of reconciliation, we hadn't completed it. And um, looking back, it would be very easy for me to be judgmental and critical. And frankly, I was. 
I had to learn to shift into, I'm grateful. I had the courage to reach out when I did. Yeah. I'm grateful for the time that we did spend together and for what we were able to reconcile rather than what we didn't do. So that's the other piece here. That's the other edges. Like, well, sure. The opposite. Well, and I just think of the, the entitlement that I'm seeing wildly all over you know, the, the the sense of this is owed to me as if life owes me something. That's the number one thing that I'm witnessing right now. And I know that I can feel a little victimized sometimes by, by that. And victimhood is another absolute wall to gratitude, um, wallowing in blame and victimhood you know, I didn't get this because of. Well, one of my, one of my mentors, um, you know, Brad Sugars many, many years ago had this statement called blame excuses and denial. And if you actually um, take the first letters of each of those words, it says bed. <laughs> you can't get very far in life if you're in bed. That's cute. But the I opposite, the opposite is like living life above the line, above victimhood, above that level of consciousness Indeed. where you have, you take ownership for your life. You are accountable to yourself and to others. You take responsibility. And if you look at the first letter of those words, it's an or, and with an or you can go anywhere. That's sweet. That's a lovely metaphor. Exactly. I love Please that. For people to remember, you have a choice. I you love can it. Bed. You're not going to well, get very far. You have an oar. <laughs> exactly. I'm on a river. I've got my oar. Um, I'm in my boat and I can float. Um, so I'm thinking, you know, somebody uh, said to me that they were going to listen in uh, and, and journaling and they gratitude journal. And I love that. And I remember I was given a gratitude journal a long time ago, um, you know, when they were first coming out and I thought they were so queer. And I ended up loving them. I ended up absolutely feeling it out, feeling it all, giving them as gifts. And, you know, again, there is the science out there that the the rewiring of the brain through journaling, gratitude journaling, and and the the growing of that muscle of being able to switch gears out of victimhood, out of blame, out of, and grab onto that or, and to choose gratitude to make that choice that that constant work at focusing on what to be grateful for really strengthens that muscle. What other ways do you, do we feel are helpful in terms of growing our gratitude? For me, it's looking at, so I've had things taken away from me. So simple Mm. pleasures in life have been taken away from me, you know, at different stages. And so being grateful for the air that we breathe, being grateful for the glass of water that you're drinking, right? There are people in this world today, which is shocking, given our innovation and technology, but there are people in this world that don't have clean water. There are people in this world that are actually not sure when they're going to get their next meal. Yeah. And, and guys, you know, and ladies, ladies and, and guys don't take that for granted because I've been, I've been on the opposite end of that. And so now I, you know, I can be grateful for 
big things, but I can be grateful for the the simple things, the everyday things that we don't even that that I used to take for granted, and I sometimes still do, frankly. Yeah, totally, totally, and and uh, in just in terms of the self compassion, growing the self compassion, and you know, taking a moment in the morning to really look in the mirror, and as you've done with recognizing the courage to to make some choices to move forward that were uncomfortable to to look in the mirror with compassion and find three things simple things small things or large things to be grateful for in yourself and how you move in the world and can have profound effects i encourage the your listeners you know you know given the fact that we're in thanksgiving week and we're leading up to the holidays take time start now start today what are three things that you're grateful for about you right so and then i would actually take that to the next level because then we're entering into the new year we're entering into valentine love season and what are what are three things that you love about yourself so i want you to up your challenge and and your edge and go from gratitude to love <laughs> Andrew, I love you, that. You love about yourself before we have to go to break. Wait, we miss celebration around Christmas. Gratitude, celebration, then love. <laughs> Indeed. Well, we didn't get to podcasting this round. We are definitely getting into podcasting and the leading edge that we are both facing when we come back with Jennifer Kaufman on the edge of every day. Stay tuned. Hey everybody, it's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy in Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. In a post-COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be Frank About Health to advocate for all of us. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your conscious consultant. And on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Chipping around, kick my brain to the ground. These are the days it never rained. But it falls on the, on edge. the edge of of every day. And 
Ah, oh, who is this from? What are some strategies for grounding yourselves and remembering to have gratitude during times of distress? I've had a friend give me some great advice once. He told me to stop and think of one thing I can hear, one thing I can see, and one thing I can feel. Ooh, I love this. Uh, grounding into the senses. That's a beautiful, beautiful, uh, and a must for grounding. Um, And I see you've got, you have an answer. Who is this? Do you know who who sent this in, Dylan? Shout out to, oh, (laughs) shout out to Dylan. It's me. I love it. Go, Dylan. Well, here's, here's the thing, Dylan. What I love about the, you know, see, hear, and feel. Yeah. Is it literally you're embodying it, yeah, right? It's not a thought-based or mental-based, you know, aspect of gratitude. It literally, you're, you're looking at multiple senses. And when you do that, you anchor in um, the vibration of gratitude on a deeper level, in my experience. And I perceive that you also start to build those neurotransmitters in even quicker way. I believe it accelerates people's ability to access that. And I liken it to riding a bike. Once you know gratitude and once you know the practice, even though if you fall off or you, you know, haven't ridden the bike or you haven't been practicing gratitude, you can pick it up as easily as you can get on a bike once you've learned it. And it's simple. It actually doesn't take long. And, you know, it's one of my go-tos when I'm stressed. It's one of my go-tos when, you know, things turned out in in a different way than I thought they they would it's like okay what can I be grateful for in this moment in this situation right you know and and sometimes it takes a little bit to be patient with myself and to be still because I don't always get the answer That's that's the thing is being still and hearing the answer and breathing deeply and allowing everything to just calm slow down yeah whole life I've been told to slow down. Well, I'm still learning. I know. And there's a part of me that doesn't want to slow down. But yes, I mean, you know, when your rhythm is sort of when you're not a turtle, and you're more of a horse, you want to keep that going. (laughs) However, there's great wisdom in that slowing down. And, and, And Dylan, you know, again, it's just really about that. It's really about taking the moment to have some uh, some deep breaths and to, 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 you know, to feel yourself where you are, to be very present to where you are and taking some deep breaths. Um, I, the power of breathe, slow breathing and deep breathing. I can't begin to tell you how that will change your life. I cannot begin to tell you something as simple as connecting to your breath, putting your hand on your belly and breathing deeply through your nose and out through your mouth. It is profound. Well, I would actually take it one step further. Put your hand, one hand on your belly, one hand on your heart. And then when you focus, you're literally connecting your your gut and gut your, and your heart, heart and your brain. So you are literally connecting mind, body, and spirit mm. in that moment. Also, when you are breathing, just bring your awareness to bringing the breath all the way down to the soles of your feet and imagine that it's anchoring into the ground. Okay. Let's get into podcasting. So what, what brought you to podcasting? 
Um, I kind of went into podcasting like I go into anything, a little bit of kicking and screaming. I'm like, oh, one more thing to do. Well, then so, why did you? That's amazing. That, but how did I not know that? Um, I don't know why you didn't know that. So here's the thing. I love conversation. I love talking to people. I love learning from people. I love all that. But it occurred like, okay, that's one more thing that to do. And to do it correctly requires consistency and it requires a lot of dedication and that's a lot of work and it's a lot of commitment. Um, So it's a lot of time and, you know, it's an investment and, um, you know, time is a a precious commodity to me. You know, you just, we just never know when, you know, when our day comes. And so um, as much as I love to interview and I love to share people's wisdom um, for listeners it was again it occurred like one more thing to do and and what shifted was i've seen your success um in your own show i've witnessed your growth i've witnessed your evolution and i've witnessed the evolution of other podcasters and i also realized that podcasting gives your um gives you a platform Uh, you know, that you can create from. And so I decided, okay, if I'm going to do a podcast, what is it? I'm going to, what's the theme? And I'm like, the theme's got to juice me up and it's got to be something that no one's really talking about. So like for you, the edge of every day, not a lot of people are talking about that. And that's what I love about your show and, and your message. And so for me, it was what came to me was thrive now because people aren't thriving now. And they struggle well, to know how. And they struggle to know how. And I haven't figured it all out, by the way, which is well, also. And that's why we're on the planet. You know, hopefully we'll get better, but we'll never be perfect. And there's no such thing. But yeah. Yeah. But this is this is why I created it. And I got to tell you, it, it it has pushed me outside of my comfort zone because I I kind of deal with this imposter syndrome. I'm like, well. I haven't quite figured out thriving in all areas of my life on a consistent basis yet. And it's my deepest desire to break through it for myself and others. So why not host a show where I can be raw, real, and vulnerable and bring guests on and say, okay, what's it going to take for humanity to evolve so that we're all thriving in our own unique gifts and talents? And not trying to be like someone else or the sameness like that, you know, thriving. So Sandra, what does thriving mean to you? Well, um, constantly growing, constantly being curious, constantly being willing to step deeply into my curiosity and embrace it and staying present to change. And that is thriving. And that's brilliant. And here's the thing, I would, it's kind of like our, the start of our show, we, your show, we talked about what is gratitude, What gratitude means to you is a little bit different than what it means to me. It's not right or wrong or good or bad. It's like, that's all tendrils of the same. Exactly. Exactly. So what if we could allow and embrace each other's humanity, regardless of race, regardless of religion, regardless of where we live on the planet? Yeah. Truly, truly. Um, well, I it has been such a joy to step into this podcasting experience for myself. I 
I really just decided to do it because I wanted, I knew that COVID had called me forward to speak my voice in a bigger way. And I, I, I heard that call. I heard the polishing call of COVID and I couldn't be on stage. So I decided that podcasting, which I knew nothing about, would be a brilliant next step. And I dove in. And I, like you, love conversations. Mm -hmm. I have learned so much doing this podcast. I have had so much fun researching and reading the books of my guests and just diving into their wisdom and sharing that with my listeners. It's just been so expansive. So it, that gets me through the, the like, oh my God, the amount of research. Um, it really moves me. My, the joy of that, the gratitude around all of that, of that curiosity and that knowledge gets me through some of the, some of the other overwhelming aspects of podcasting. But um, but it's been it's been a great uh, it's been great and one of the highlights of the podcasting for me has been meeting you and befriending you and becoming good friends and for our listeners just to let you all know Jennifer and I have been working on some projects together so which you'll hear about in the future oh but we only have one minute left ah! it's always the way way too much to say in these quick, quick hours. Before I dive into all of the things that I need to say at closing, Jennifer, I want to thank you so, so much for being on the show, for speaking your wisdom and your truth and sharing your warmth and your beauty. Thank you so much. Thank you, Sandra. I want to say I'm so grateful for you, for your leadership, for your edge of every day, and you live it, you live your talk. I'm grateful for what you're doing for humanity. I'm grateful for your courage and your wisdom and to keep being a stand that, you know, everybody has the opportunity to rise and thrive and, and live their best life. And you, you literally are a pioneer. And so I just want to say thank you. And thank you for uh, the opportunity to be on your show again. Thank you, my friend. It's been great. So we can find you at riseandthriveproductions.com. And I'm going to remind everyone to go to my YouTube channel and subscribe, Run, Don't Walk, Sandra Bargeman, On the Edge of Every Day. And I am going to close out with my short Chinook prayer. May all I say and all I think be in harmony with thee. Spirit within me, spirit beyond me, maker of the trees. And so it is. Thanks for listening in, everyone. Remember, you are always at the edge of the miraculous. Until we speak again, happy Thanksgiving. Have a wonderful week.
You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. on edge hey we live in challenging edgy times so let's lean in i'm sandra bargeman the host of the edge of every day which airs each monday at 7 p.m eastern time on talkradio.nyc tune in live with me and my friends and colleagues as we share stories and perspectives about pushing boundaries and exploring our rough edges that's the edge of every day on mondays at 7 p.m eastern time on talkradio.nyc Are you a small business trying to navigate the COVID-19 related employment laws? Hello, I'm Eric Sauver, employment law business law attorney and host of the new radio show, Employment Law Today. On my show, we'll have guests to discuss the common employment law challenges business owners are facing during these trying times. Tune in on Tuesday evenings from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern time on talkradio.nyc. COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be Frank About Health to advocate for all of us. about the conversation around racism? Hi, I'm Reverend Dr. TLC, host of the Dismantle Racism Show, which airs every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Join me and my amazing guests as we discuss ways to uncover, dismantle, and eradicate racism. That's Thursdays at 11 o'clock a.m. on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. 